This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Thanks for streaming WSOY on NowDecatur.com. This stream is presented by Hickory Point Bank. Invested. Their investment in Decatur is an investment in everyone who calls Decatur home. Facility. Teams can be comprised of up to eight. Dinner will be courtesy of Papa Murphy's and can be purchased as a team or individually. $200 to the winning team as well as prizes for the last place team and best team name. Cash bars, concessions, and 50-50 raffles are also available. Proceeds benefit arts at the Decatur Park District. Call the Park District to register. The Illinois State Fair has announced REO Speedwagon will be performing at the fair on August 15th. The group was loosely formed in the late 60s at the University of Illinois. This will mark the seventh time they've performed at the Illinois State Fair, the first since 2013. Tickets go on sale on a date to be determined. The fair is from August 10th through 20th. For more stories, podcasts, and videos, nowdecatur.com. WSOY Decatur and W277DB Decatur. WSOY, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com. I'm Lisa Lacerra, Fox News. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine reassuring residents of East Palestine water is safe to drink after the train derailment earlier this month. All the wells indicate the testing is negative, it's clear. Uh, that water certainly can, can be uh, consumed by, by residents. I know people have been concerned about that. This is residents complain of headaches, rashes, and other ailments, and thousands of fish in the Ohio River have died. February 3rd, a 100-car train derailed on the outskirts of East Palestine. Three days later, there was a controlled burn of a dangerous chemical after residents there were told to leave their homes. Life in prison without parole for the man convicted of going on a shooting rampage at a supermarket in Buffalo, New York. York. Prosecutors say Peyton Gendron was motivated by racist conspiracy theories he found online. Back in May, the 19-year-old gunman shot and killed 10 black people at the supermarket in Buffalo, New York. Police say Gendron planned that attack for weeks and targeted those innocent victims because of their skin color. Gendron faces more than 20 federal charges. It's a possibility that he could still face the death penalty. Fox's Alexis McAdams. Gendron is due in federal court tomorrow on those federal charges. President Biden was in Maryland this afternoon talking up the economy, saying the work he and his team have done have helped to turn the economy around. Gas prices are down $1.60 a gallon. They're going to come down further from their peak. And inflation is coming down. Take-home pay for workers has gone up over the past several months. We got more to do, but I'm telling you, the Biden economic plan is working because of you all. The president speaking to union workers said his economic plan is a blue-collar blueprint to grow the country. Wall Street stocks closed slightly higher after a report showed U.S. shoppers bought more last month. The Dow gained 38. The Nasdaq added 110. America is listening to Fox News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families since 9-11, the day 2,977 people were killed in the worst terrorist attacks of their kind on American soil. Our nation's heroes, people who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities, need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. A partisan effort to ban TikTok. Republican Senator Marco Rubio teaming up with independent Senator Angus King to bar the app in the U.S. as long as Chinese parent company ByteDance owns it. Here's King. And, you know, we had all this to do in the last few days about this balloon. How about 62 million TikTok users whose phones could be a pipeline to the Chinese communist government? It's a very serious national security risk. TikTok has been in talks with U.S. officials for about two years. The app proposing an arrangement where a third party oversees its code and algorithm. But some lawmakers fear any deal with TikTok would ultimately have to get the okay from Beijing. On Capitol Hill, Grady Trimble, Fox News. 
Some personnel changes at the White House. Federal Reserve Vice Chair Lael Brainerd is set to become the director of the National Economic Council. And Jared Bernstein has been nominated to become the chair of the Council of Economic Advisors. New Zealand continues to dry out from Cyclone Gabrielle, which killed at least four. It's the worst weather event for this nation of five million in decades. Prime Minister Chris Hipkins. The grief of their families and loved ones will be unimaginable. The cyclone triggers landslides, flooding, and knocks out power and telecommunications. Communications. A weather station in Hawke's Bay recorded three times more rain over Monday night than usually falls for the entire month of February, authorities said. The prime minister says they are prioritizing getting the power back on as well as phone and internet service and delivering food, water and medicine to where it was needed. C.J. Papa, Fox News. A new study from Gallup shows half of Americans surveyed indicate they believe national news organizations intend to mislead, misinform or persuade the public to adopt a point of view. The study also found many Americans questioned whether journalists care about the best interests of their followers. The study also found the number of people believing the news is biased is increasing. I'm Lee Silisera. This is Fox News. We know it's still cold outside, but at Shop on Main, spring is arriving daily. Shirts, tunics, pants, and capris. Jewelry, accessories, home decor, and gifts. Something for most styles, sizes, and budgets. Need something to wear today? The sale room is still filled with bargains. Weekdays 10 to 5, Saturdays 10 to 4, and 24-7 at shop-on-main.com. A locally owned and operated boutique at 407 North Main Street, downtown Decatur. Shop on Main. Modern look. Old-fashioned pampering. An active weather pattern is coming soon. Tonight, mostly cloudy with scattered rain developing overnight and lows around 36. For Thursday, cloudy with scattered rain showers through midday. Then the rain can mix with or switch to light snow with highs around 41. And for Friday, mostly sunny but much colder with morning lows near 19 and afternoon highs only reaching 32. With your Storm Team 20 forecast, I'm Chief Rogers Cheryl Lemke. Authenticity, balance, and a little moxie. This is The Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. Hey, 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 hey. Hi. Welcome to The Morris Code. I am your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. Along with me in this journey and in life's journey is my husband, my bearded Salt and pepper bearded husband, Dr. JK. What's up? For now. Huh? The beard for now. For now? Yeah, the husband for always. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Clear that up, people. I hope yeah. so, because that'd be quite a bomb to drop on here. <laughs> Is this like one of those ratings grabbers Talking or clickbait or something? Uh, stay tuned for more info on the beard and whether or not it goes or stays. How do you decide? I don't know. I'm just get tired of it at some point. Do you? Yeah. Oh. The maintenance. Yeah. Scratchy brushing. So it's and... interesting. You got a face full of hair, and then you have no. You have a bald head. Yes, I do. How do you? How do you? <laughs> how do I do that? Yeah. Uh, the Lord worked that out for me. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> I had absolutely nothing to do with that. I'm I'm thankful to be able to grow hair. <laughs> Where? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. How yeah. did you decide to go bald? Um, did you decide or did <clears throat> Jesus decide? No, I actually, um, my hair was actually thinning and I think it's kind of hereditary. It? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I was going to the barbershop every, every week and we were living in Chicago and I was, uh, not as, uh, I was m- much more frugal then than I am now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't feel like continuing to pay 30, 40 bucks for a haircut when, you know, it wasn't that, you know, the hair was thin, but it was fine, you know. Fine. But you weren't P-H-I-N-E, paying. Fine. Okay. You weren't paying really for the haircut. Like y'all had TV and water and beverages. No, <laughs> like it was a, a deal. This was before that, though, wasn't it? I don't know. I never um, went. It was, what? when did I do it? When did I cut it off? I don't, um, I yeah. think I came home one day and was gone. It, yeah, that's typically how it happened. Yeah. 
Uh, I think it was 2000. No, it wasn't three. Yeah, I don't. It was like 2005. Maybe It was before Kyle was born. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to say that. So you just decided it was time. Yeah, it was time. And I don't normally wear a beard. Um, I usually it was just the goatee. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that this, was when you had hair. This is when I, well, that's when I had hair. And even sometimes when I was not having hair, when I was bald, <laughs> I still had goatee. <laughs> and then the beard just, you know, comes. It's, it grew on you. It has. It has grown <laughs> on me. Literally. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. But enough about me. How are you? I'm I'm good. We've had a pretty busy day today. Yeah. So I am I'm I'm good. Yeah. Um Valentine so we're pre recording, right? Because we are having we're back to having our school board um conversations, yeah. mm-hmm. our candidate conversations. And so we're it, today is actually not Wednesday. And I'm only saying that because at the beginning of the show, it says this show has been pre-recorded. So today is really middle of the day on Monday. Another day. <laughs> it could <laughs> on, be any day. It could be, but it's Monday. Yeah. Okay, fine. It's Monday. <laughs> so um, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Yes. Are you yeah. excited about it? What do you want to do? <laughs> Did you just flip that on me? I have to ask a question before you ask me. I'm learning. I'm almost 20 years in. I, I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I'm getting there. But we we historically have not. No, we haven't. Been big. No, we haven't. We never have. Uh-uh. No. Not, no. Because every day. Oh. Every day with you is a day of love. <laughs> I'm like, oh, recognize Every the game, day. y'all. Every day. We just don't celebrate on Valentine's Day. We celebrate our love every day. So is that what you're going with? That's what I'm going with. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Does not sound good to you? It's all right. It's man. all right? It's all right. How would you change it? No. <laughs> I'm, my bad. I thought <laughs> I was asking the question. <laughs> I got to get him in when I can. Clearly, you are ready today. You locked and loaded. <laughs> and I've had no coffee. Oh, that's... Well, I did have coffee this morning. Did you? Yeah. Early this morning. Though. Early, was, yeah. Uh, big deal. No, I, we don't really do val- don't do much Valentine's Day. We, um, I think we had valentine's day years and years and years ago remember when we went to somewhere in chicago for dinner at the top of a building you don't remember that um i think we went to the city is that what it's called yes the i-t-i maybe i don't know uh lake point towers yeah Uh, that was nice it was nice it's really really nice yeah that's the one with the revolving oh yeah on lake michigan on lake michigan and it's the only building east of lakeshore drive in chicago i lived there for like nine years yeah yeah Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> the city. I don't know if it's still open or not. You know, our restaurant closed. It's no longer there. Yeah. Where we got engaged. Yep. I mean, I feel like you're trying to ask me, do I know where we got engaged? No, I, would, no I know you know. We oh. got the menus. <laughs> you're like, where we got engaged? Well, I'm like, uh, <laughs> come on, memory, don't fail engaged. me now. <laughs> Banderas. Banderas. It was on Lake Michigan. It was on Lake Shore. It Lake Shore Drive. Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was there. I'm 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 hoping you were there. Hoping that was you. It was Banderas, and it was on where Michigan Avenue. I don't know why I was gonna say. Lake I don't Shore know Drive. either. That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly, the Valentine's Day conversation, y'all don't really. We don't really embark or engage on on that. Should we do something for our kids for Valentine's Day? Do you do stuff for them? Um, sometimes I do. I'm more. Uh, in tune to it for our daughter because I want to be sure that she knows whether a young man does it or not that she is loved. Yeah. So I usually do a little something. Maybe yeah. it's a little card and a, a box of candy so they'll get something on Valentine's Day. How would you feel if I did something for her and didn't do anything for Fine. you? Fine. Really? Yeah. Okay. My dad gives me a card every year. He gives everybody. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Rest assured, <laughs> Valentine's Day, there will be a card from Anthony. Yep. I don't care 
hook or crook? He has done it my entire life. Really? Uh huh. It's usually a card, and it used to be a little box of candy. Uh-huh. And so now I notice that he does it with the kids. He'll yes, get them he a little card and, mm-hmm. and candy. But yeah, no, I wouldn't be fine. But I definitely think that it's important that we make sure that they know that they are loved first. Oh yeah, foremost. Well, they're still alive, so yes, they're loved. Okay. <laughs> Happy birthday to my mother-in-law. It was last week. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah? Yeah. And your mom's birthday is today. And my mom's birthday is today, which is February the 13th. Today is Monday, February 13th. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Mommy. Uh, Mimi. Mommy love. So, yeah. Yeah. We've got some birthdays. And then my brother-in-law's is coming up. February 20th. We talked about this last week, didn't, didn't we? Didn't we? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we did. And then we were saying we, we were supposed to check to see when Cousin Robin's was. Right. I don't <laughs> know if we checked or not. Um, I did not check. And then Kid kid 1 will turn 17 on the 22nd. So we will be able to wish him a happy birthday, too. What you doing, checking on Robin? No, I was looking at a joke from your daughter. Oh, okay. You want to hear it? Yeah, I do. We had to fire the fruit truck delivery driver today. Okay. We had to let the man go. He was driving me bananas. <laughs> mango, M-A-N-G-O. Let the mango. He was driving bananas. <laughs> The mango was driving oh my me She's funny. My daughter has dad jokes. She has plenty, plenty of dad of jokes yeah. to carry her through. Oh, absolutely. What? Um, she was talking about your driving here recently. She was. Yeah. Let me let me pull up that text and see what she said about wow. your driving skills. Yeah. Here. Well, I mean, she was riding with me. <laughs> what Saturday? Yes. Well, she's a new driver, so she has to get. You know, she has to be informed of how people drive. She says, here's the text. Your husband's driving concerns me. Well, that's fine. <laughs> She's a young driver. Everybody, Everyone's driving should concern her. We were sitting at a green light when all of a sudden he decided to turn right. We weren't even in the right turn lane. We were in the right turn lane. He legit has no patience <laughs> when behind other cars. I, ha- I have very little patience. <laughs> Pardon. I have very little patience, um, but I'm still a great driver. Well, she says you were driving in the middle of the road when going through a neighborhood. So In the middle of the road? I'm just reading the text, man. I, I just get the text. You got to get her messages. eyes checked. She might not have seen the line. <laughs> <laughs> she might not have seen the line the way I was seeing it. <clears throat> so we watched the game last night. We did. What you think? Oh, I was. It was good. It was a good game. Good, uh, two good teams playing a good game. A good game of football. Ooh. Yes. He was all about the details in that response. <laughs> Dom, what did you think? She's our sports uh, guru. Um, I mean, I'm a big Eagles fan, so obviously I looked at the game a little different. Uh, you didn't think it was a good game? No, I thought it was a great game, offensively speaking. Uh, two. Juggernaut offenses, Mm -hmm. uh, but there was no defense. And I'm actually, a lot of people don't even know this about me. I'm a huge defensive person. Like, I watched the game to see people get laid out. Like, that's uh, since I was a kid, that's, I just have always been like the physical aspect of the game. I'm someone who likes low scoring defensive battles. Uh, and I was hoping that I'd be paired with, uh, with two offenses being really good and then defense being good. But Mm. unfortunately, we didn't see it from, from either side, but, Patrick Mahomes is absolutely incredible, and yeah. Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts, amazing. Jalen Hurts is amazing, yeah. and had a lot of critics, and especially after his college experience, and unfortunately being labeled as a a running quarterback, and and people don't like to talk about it, mm-hmm. but being a black quarterback who runs the ball, and I think it was important that people talked about the stigma on black quarterbacks, and I think both of them kind of. Broke those stereotypes last night and showed we can run the ball, yeah, we, can uh, we can throw the ball, right. we can do it if we have one leg with, with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and so it was really cool to see that and to have a historic matchup of, of two black quarterbacks. I mean, it was just I think it was everything that a football fan dreams about to see that kind of game. Uh, so I think it was a great game. And for Eagles fans, obviously, we're a little hurt today. But honestly, we're proud of the way we played. And season. it was a great season. Yeah. And if you're going to lose, lose to a team that has arguably one of the best quarterbacks who could end up being the GOAT. You know, yeah. um, so we're OK. And also 
when you don't play defense, you don't deserve to win. But I so. think, though, that, and I'm with you, like, there clearly has to be a winner and a loser. But with this one, there was so many wins. Like, just, I, I, it, <clears throat> it was just really, really good TV, even for those of us who are just not in the in the details about football. Like, I could, I curled up in the middle of the couch. I, I had roasted broccoli, roasted broccoli, and then my husband fixed me some um, spinach artichoke spinach dip. dip that was amazing. And just oh, watched the whole game. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was really it was like, oh, my God. And, and I didn't have any skin in the game, so I didn't know who was going to win, who was going to lose. I like uh, Patrick, what's his name? Mahomes. Mahomes. But it was a learning opportunity too. Mm-hmm. Like I like the stories at the beginning. There's a lot of storylines. It was, wasn't it? I mean, the two Kelsey's, black quarterbacks, the right. Kelseys, which yep. man, if you're the mom for the Kelseys, like that's got to be yes. a surreal experience. She had to go up to her losing son first and yeah. say, "I'm sorry, you know, like I love you," and he, you yes. know, broke down in tears and everything. And then she had to go to her son, who's beaming I'm because he just won his second Super Bowl. Um, but they handled it well, and so those storylines were great. And obviously, the the Eagles season, yeah. and then the Chiefs, who were technically considered underdogs, even though they're like the best team. I mean, yeah. they are the best team, and they proved it last night. So a lot of awesome storylines and. Uh, yes. This was one of the best Super Bowls, in my opinion, win or lose. Like, I felt like that throughout the entire game. So. That's good. I was <laughs> worried about you earlier. Were you? Was. Yeah, he was. I he was, mentioned it. A lot of people were worried, and I I was super worried about the game leading up. I, I yeah. truly did not. I, I thought if we didn't play defense, if we you know, couldn't get stuck in that game, and it was probably about halfway th- or about the second quarter where I was like, and nothing to do with the fumble or anything, I thought – you, if you can't stop Patrick Mahomes, you're not going to win. And so I didn't expect to win, mm-hmm. but I've never felt like this after. I've never lost a Super Bowl uh, since I've been a fan of yeah. the Eagles, but I actually felt really good. Yeah. And it, like I felt like, okay, like we've proved doubters yeah. wrong. Right. We showed yep. we weren't frauds. We did what we were supposed to do. And I'm also a spoiled fan where I've seen four NBA championships, three World Series and a Super Bowl. So I can't really complain too nope. much. You've so. been to a Super Bowl before? The Eagles have. They won. Oh, no, the, the teams. Like, yeah. I was going to think you've been. You have no, I haven't been to any of those. Oh. I've, I've watched all of those from my couch. So, and what last, would you have done if you had gotten to go to the Super Bowl, Dom? How would you have handled that? I there was honestly a part of me that was con- contemplating buying tickets and really? sending spending thousands of dollars and taking yeah. my brother, which. I couldn't like tell him I was thinking about that because then he'd be like, "Do it, let's go." Of yeah. course but, he would. <laughs> but there was a part of me just because it is a historic matchup and something we've never seen before. Yeah. Uh, so if I got to go, even losing, it would have been a pretty cool experience. But it was cool watching it with all my all my friends. There's 20 of us at my place, and so you guys have a mass, huh? Did you? Oh. Did y'all have a mask? There was two of us. Uh, no, we clearly don't have friends. <laughs> it was a last-second decision where we were like, "Let's just do it." I hadn't. I've never done a Super Bowl party before, uh, and I'm the kind of person that likes to watch a game by myself so I can mm. lose and sulk in my tears without people watching me. But uh, so this was an interesting experience. I had to kind of keep myself calm and composed because there was 20 people watching Well, me. I'm sure nobody would have come over and if we had told them, we're having roasted broccoli and roasted, roasted Brussels sprouts. I would have come. That sounds great. Especially with me on this healthy diet. That would have been awesome. Oh my people are like, no. Where, got, where are the chicken wings? Y'all got wings? We got uh, no wings. Meatballs, chicken wings, nachos. Where, where's all that stuff? So... Yeah. I, I I did. I had a really good time yesterday. Yeah, so did I. Nice and relaxing yes. and, and home. Yeah. Um, good to be home. It, it really was. So mm-hmm. we are uh, back at it, and we are going to have a candid conversation with our next board candidate, which is Bill Clevenger. You are listening to The Morris Code on WSOY 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, com. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dan Martini, letting you know about the first-class service you get with First Mid Insurance Group, providing Central Illinois insurance coverage for over 100 years. We specialize insurance for your business and represent A-rated insurance companies such as West Bend Insurance. We guarantee you superior service, building trust through expertise to help make your business secure. We assess your needs and offer you a variety of insurance products and services. Service, whether it is in response to an insurance claim or just a general question, is the most important value we can offer you. Call us today at 217-877-3344, firstmidinsurance.com. 
Hi, this is JR from Speed Lube, and we know if you've got a diesel truck, you love it and want to take good care of it. And there is no better way than with Shell Rotella Motor Oil from Speed Lube. Whether you need T5 synthetic blend or T6 full synthetic oils for your truck, Speed Lube has you covered. And we will have you back on your way faster than anyone with no appointment necessary. And should your truck need more, we at Speed Lube can handle that too. But keep your diesel truck powering along at its best with Shell Rotella Motor Oil and your next oil change at Speed Lube with six Decatur area locations to serve you. Hi, this is Amy from Gustafson & Associates. These days, changes to the tax laws happen fast and with little guidance. If you have questions about child tax credits, solar energy or electric vehicle credits, or taxation of your retirement benefits, you can trust the experts at Gustafson & Associates to answer your questions and prepare an accurate tax return. When you want to save time, money, and headaches, trust Gustafson & Associates to give you a hand. With our skill and knowledge of the latest tax laws, our experienced accountants will help you claim the deductions you are entitled to and make sure you get the biggest refund possible. Call 875-2500 and have the same person take care of your taxes every year. Someone you know and trust. Someone who is there to answer your questions all year long. Get the professionals who deliver personal service. Gustafson and Associates, 875-2500, located at 1525 East Hubbard Avenue in Decatur, on the corner of Woodford and Hubbard, directly across from Staley Credit Union. Memorial Care is how you start to feel better. Primary care, urgent care, virtual care. Memorial Care is how health begins. Visit memorial.health. Now Decatur is your source for everything happening in Decatur and Central Illinois. Community events, information, outreach, health care, education, and so much more, as well as the refresh. NowDecatur.com, your source for everything Decatur. We are family. Shoots a three and a as the Illini look for another conference title. Alley-oop for the slam! And that's the game. Be a part of the Illini journey right here. For the lead for three, and it's gone! Oh, my goodness! On your home for fighting Illini basketball, the UC Bank Illini Sports Network from Learfield. This is The Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. Welcome back. Welcome back to The Morris Code, and thank you for listening. If you're just joining us, um, we are still pre-recording and having candid conversations about education in our community. And uh, we took a break last week. and But before that, we had conversations with um, Detrice Webb. Huh? <laughs> I didn't know I was going to make that noise. <laughs> Every week. the talent. <laughs> Can't blame the coffee this time. <laughs> I'm not blaming the coffee. I was just trying to oh reposition God. the microphone. I apologize. Is there some WD-40 in this studio? I mean, anywhere? he is repositioning. I told you, he's worse than the kids in the studio. Oh. He is putting on hand sanitizer. He is moving the microphone. Like, he has a lot going on. That candy. <laughs> yes. So, okay, I completely digress, but we we have had conversations about education in the school board um, over a four-week period of time, and then we took a hiatus. Um, if you are interested in listening to and learning more about the conversations for those that are running for school board, and I am super glad and happy that our community is not only engaged, engaged enough to have eight candidates for school board. I want us to be sure that we are well aware of who is running or have basic information about the candidates as we as citizens engage in voting. Like none of this will work without the citizens. And so our first candidate that we had a really good conversation with was Detrice Weathers. And then after Detrice Weathers, hun, I think we talked to Jacob Jenkins. Nope, we didn't. Will Wetzel. We talked to Will Wetzel. Mm -hmm. And then after Will Wetzel, we had a conversation with Jacob Jenkins. Right. And then from there, we Hannah Wolf. had a, a great conversation with Hannah Wolf. And so thank each of them for joining. Their podcasts are recorded on NowDecator.com. And today we are joined with Bill Clevenger. Thank hey. you for having me. Thanks for coming, man. You're busy. A little bit. 
But you know, every day Saturday for me when you're retired. <laughs> These retired folks. Have you heard what we call what I call my retired people? No, I'm scared to hear. <laughs> Are you? I am. So I am surrounded by what I call teenagers, and they are mature teenagers. But they, it's hard for us to keep up with them. Right. They do what they want to do. They are typically um, running the world. But it 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 is it is a task to te- keep my teenagers. Um, where I know what they've got going on, where they are, and what's happening in their world. You know, though, for some reason, when I look at the two of you all, <laughs> I think there are some real parameters there yes. that they operate their teenager <laughs> world in. It's not an easy task. Like, it, th- these teenagers are loose these days, and we got two teenagers. So. Scary thought. Yeah, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah. I was running late, so I'm super duper sorry. And then I told Dom the same time. So this has been definitely a day for for us to connect with your schedule. So I appreciate you. Well, still we are being connected. Here. We are. So you are one of the eight candidates for um, Decatur Public School District School Board election in April. I am. But you are also retired. I am. So yours is a little different and unique in that you were asked to um, consider serving as an interim between, I think, the last school board member, one of the ones who who left. Dan Oaks, uh, retired and moved from our community. Is he gone? He is. He He is. is. Uh, Moved south. Did he sell south? I'm not sure about that, but I know that he's out of the community now. (laughs) That's personal. And uh, (laughs) he's, he's moved, and there was conversation about filling that term. And, you know, at that point in time, I really... Didn't really consider running. Yeah. Mm. And after being involved and after getting some, you know, just getting stimulated again. Yep. Getting kind of back into the groove of you have to be here, you have to be there, you got this, you have to, you have some decisions to make. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden it was, maybe I need to do this again. Our, the future of our community, to me, right now, the future of our community is I, you, you hate to use those cliches, but it's at stake in our education system. Yeah. It really, really is. So share a little bit about yourself because you were on a board and you reported to a board as an executive director for a good portion of your career. So will you, 40 years. Will you share who you are and what you've been doing before, before you retired? Sure. Um, I moved to Decatur in 1988. Uh, Candy and I um Moved here, and uh, Candy took a job with Heritage Behavioral Health Center, and she retired as the CEO at Heritage uh, last fall okay. in October. Uh, so it, we're fully retired now, and we've survived the first few months together in the house. So Isn't it great? Things are, oh, it is. It, yeah. it really is great. Yeah. Uh, we we kind of have a newfound flexibility to do things, but uh, I spent 34 years as a director of the Park District yeah. and uh, had the opportunity to... Uh, work with some great colleagues mm-hmm. and work with organizational culture and work with creating a place that made an impact in our community. Um, and I, I had the opportunity to work with boards yes. that understood how to be boards. Okay. And I, I hope we can have a little conversation about governance a little bit later on yep. uh, because I think that's that's one of the one of the key points here for our school district is governance and how governance takes place. But uh, those boards for the 34 years I was there uh, understood that their role was to set policy. Sure. Uh, to support staff. Um, if there were tough issues, we weighed in on those tough issues. Yep. Um, but it was the, that relationship was always sound mm-hmm. with the boards that I worked for. Uh, and I think that creates a, an environment where it permeates the entire organization. When you have a board that understands governance and understands boardsmanship, um, you can see that from the top to the bottom. And your board was elected also, right? It was. For, yeah, they, yeah. they were elected to six-year terms. The six-year, okay. So I had five board members. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, that I think a lot of folks in government – 
need to understand is I used to have the the little saying, and one of my board members who, if he listens, will get a chuckle out of this one. I said, you know, what's first rule of government? And he said, well, what's that? And I said, you need to learn to count. Five members, right? Mm -hmm. You need to build coalitions with three. Mm -hmm. In order to be an effective board member, you have to build coalitions. You have to build confidence amongst your fellow board members, and you have to trust Mm -hmm. amongst your fellow board members. Uh, And that that comes from walk the walk, talk the talk. Um, It's it's not something that happens overnight, um, but there's also that relationship than with the chief executive officer. So, and I'd like to spend some time talking about that as well. We absolutely will, and I got two things. So we're going to come back and talk about the, in this in this case, the superintendent or chief executive officer, as well as this idea of board governance and building coalitions. Um, you are listening to The Morse Code on WSOY 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, and streaming live on nowdecator.com. We will be right back with more conversation with Bill Clavenger, who is a candidate for um, Decatur Public School District 61 um, board. Need some motivation to pick up those running shoes or get the bike tuned up? Just listen in to Ride and Run each Tuesday morning on Buyers and Company. Kyle, owner of Fleet Feet, and Cole, owner of Spin City Cycles, will talk about how runners and cyclists are continuing their training, encouraging others, and sharing photos of their journey. Come in and shop at 1088 and 1090 Westwood or shop online at FleetFeetDecaturIL.com or SpinCity.co. And listen in each Tuesday at 6. Hello, this is Bryce Thornton, ag lender and farm manager with Scott State Bank. Just like agriculture, our roots run deep here in central Illinois. We have been serving the farm needs of our community since 1887. I invite you to check out all the benefits a locally owned and managed bank can offer you and your business. Being local is a key to our success, and we want to be your community bank. At Scott State Bank, we are customer-focused, community-driven, and committed to you. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Hi, this is Colleen Brinkotter with Brinkotter Realtors. Are you thinking of buying or selling a home? Give me a call. Colleen, 217-433-9068. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, moving up or downsizing or relocating, from the staging, marketing, to negotiating, to close. With over 25 years of experience, I can assist with making this a stress-free adventure. Call me, Colleen, 217-433-9068. I would love the opportunity to list your home to get it sold for you or find you a house to make your new home. Wow, Zach, what a great jacket. Where did you pick that up? I got it down at the Brass Horn. But what about you? That's a great dress. Where'd you pick that up? I got this down at the Brass Horn, too, on sale. Have you heard about the insane deals they're running right now? Of course. That's why I picked up this jacket along with some other great pieces. Everything from kids to women's to men's is on sale from 25 to 65% off. Whatever you're shopping for, Brass Horn, Brass Horn 2, and Brass Horn Kids has you covered. So come on down to 108 East Prairie Street and shop our sale now. This is The Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. Hey, welcome back to The Morris Code. I am in the studio with my husband, Dr. J.K., and uh, Bill Clevenger, who was also running for school board election for School District 61. And so thank you so much for joining us. Like, we super appreciate it. I appreciate the time. When we um, left off, you were talking about this this idea of um, board and, and board governance. But I want to ask um, a couple of questions. One is... Um, and I think you've already kind of introduced it, but the strengths and why as a voter, what would you be able to add? If I'm thinking I'm a mom and I have a kindergarten or a first or a second grader, tell me um, what would you add to the board that would definitely be able to help me as one, right? Because I know that it's, it's seven and you can't do it all by yourself. But what, what are the strengths you would bring and add to the board um, for this school district? Uh, well, first and foremost, I think I, I bring 45 years of experience in working directly on the other side of the table from an elected board. Yeah. So I think I have a perspective from both sides now that I've been a school board member for a few months and from my previous life's experience. Uh, but I think really as much as anything else from all those life's experiences, I, I bring a voice of uh, steadiness. Uh, a voice, uh, because I think right now with the school district, we need to steady the ship. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a large, large, large organization. Yep. It has 1,800 employees. It has a $180 million operating budget. And as such, as corporate governance, and I use mm-hmm. because it is the largest by far, the largest governmental unit in our community, expends 50% of the local tax dollar. Mm-hmm. It's it's a serious issue, and it's time for serious people to step up and become part of the solution that looks to the next uh, 5, 10, 20 years down the road. You know, I think we need to be looking with a microscope and also with a telescope. Yeah. Um, so I think what, it, what, what I bring is that sense of reliability. Mm-hmm. I think people can look back over a 34-year career. They can Google me. They yeah. can see what they like, what they don't like. Um, but they can say that the Park District was run pretty effectively for those 34 years. Um, my The staff that I had the opportunity to work with, which I would like to see the school district enter that same, what should I say, that same air, that sure. same comfort level. Yeah. I think they felt comfortable with coming to work. They felt it was yeah. a good place to work. Um, and you, you build climate and culture. Yeah. And I think that's something we probably should talk a little bit at some point in time in this conversation as well is organizational climate and culture. Sounds good. You talked about steadying the the, um, the ship because, and that was one of the questions too, is that it's a big ship, right? It's a, it, it's the Titanic. It, it really, really <laughs> well, is, I don't right? I call it the Titanic. It's not sinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big boat. We can look at that. I'll call it the love boat. Okay. <laughs> well, it's a semi versus a sports car. How's that? Okay, sounds good. But how do we get that baseline right? Like, we already know what the article says in terms of, of, of reading and math scores, right? We already know what's published about our community and about our students and about our academic institution. How do we, stead- how do we steady the ship? Well, let me give you a number first. Yeah. 34 years indicator, 35 indicator now that, that, that we've lived here as a family. Yeah. And, uh, by the way, I have four sons who are products of... MacArthur High School. Uh-huh. Awesome. Uh, so I'm invested. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we've lived in the same house on the west side for those 35 years. Uh, so let's get that one out on the table, too, that I'm invested in District 61, or I, yeah. I wouldn't be sitting here if I wasn't invested uh, in District 61. But let me share the number with, with you that will astound you. Mm-hmm. I have worked with either Dr. Clark is either my 16th or 17th school superintendent in those years. Mm -hmm. And I believe Gloria Davis was maybe the longest serving at six or eight years. Okay. So we cannot continue that trend of changing leadership every two or three years and think that uh, it's going to work for us because it just simply doesn't work that way. You can't create climate and culture of an organization in a one, two or three year period it takes continuity. Mm-hmm. It takes leadership from the CEO level. It takes leadership from the board level. Uh, and it takes commitment to a process to, to make that happen. I think once you create that climate and culture, you'll see a different result as our students matriculate through District 61 as well. If the teachers are comfortable and are allowed to do their job. I used to say when I was working, the most important job, uh, three, the R's, mm-hmm. right person, right place, right time, get the hell out of the way mm-hmm. and let them do their job. And I think what you'll see is that that will be reflective of our students if we allow good teachers to do a job, we allow good building administrators to do their job and we can, it just works its way up. And that example is set of governance by the board. So when we talk about the governance and we're talking about stabilizing the ship, and one of the things you mentioned is is is, is superintendent and CEO spot. How can or how do you foresee as a board member and even as an interim board member, but as a board member, um, either pr- providing support or putting some some um, building community around the CEO slash superintendent in order to ensure? Because sometimes we leave out of frustration, right? And sometimes we leave positions because it is not working for us or it's the exact opposite. Our board is putting pressure on us to do things that we may or may not be comfortable with. So what does that look like uh, as a board member and as an individual and someone who's been in that position? Well, let me back up just a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. 
the, the school board has one employee. Yes, it does. And too often, I think school boards in general, and I'm, I'm not going to point any fingers here at anybody, but too often – we don't understand that relationship, and we don't understand that we have one employee. Yes. And we speak, which we should be speaking, as a unified voice to that one employee that we sure. have. It's up to the superintendent slash CEO then to board set policy, staff level people, incorporate policy into the organization. They operationalize policy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we need to understand that role. Yeah. And as my son said to me one day, he said, you know, Dad, sometimes um, some people are too busy worried about the color of the Band-Aids rather than the wound itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I thought about that a lot, and I, I think that's pretty perceptive because we sometimes we as board members have a tendency to want to get down in the weeds. Yes. Yeah. And we really need to be focused on the direction of the district, mm-hmm. on policy, on policy making. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, are there issues that we're going to have to deal sure. with that are tough issues? Yep. Those absolutely yep. there are. But one employee yeah. with a unified voice, and the board members, there has to be a degree of mutual respect amongst the board members. And that's not to say there aren't difficult conversations, but the reality of it is you have to have those things have to work together mm-hmm. in order for an organization to be successful. And to that end, I would hope that we can continue to push toward uh, toward those outcomes. Um, so in our last probably 60 seconds for this segment, tell me, share with us. Even your per- perspective um, that for your first or the interim, the last few months, how has it how has it gone, or how has it been? I've been I've been surprised. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's we just talked about the the semi versus the Titanic now. <laughs> it's it's huge. Um, it's uh, an organization that has a lot of statutory requirements. Sure. I mean. An inordinate amount of statutory requirements that are state, federal, and we have to react to those. We have to, in the course of policy making, you're only as good as the statutes that govern you. Mm-hmm. And to me, first and foremost, you have to be cognizant of the statutes, and I'm not one who's going to step outside the statutes. Yeah. So I, I've spent my career being in the field of play within the statute, and I don't intend to change that any. So uh, I hope that kind of clarifies that. That's good. You're listening to the Morris Code on WSOY 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, and streaming live on NowDecatur.com. We will be right back to talk to Bill Clevenger a little bit more about um, school discipline and academic achievement, and also how can we start to shift the narrative of of our district and our community and our kids. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. John, the price of groceries is enough to send somebody into a panic mode these days. Yeah, especially when the refrigerator goes kaput. Even more so. We got a call from a customer who had that problem with a freezer load of those expensive groceries. And that'll keep you awake at night just thinking about it. Right. So because Dick Van Dyke stocks the 100 most used parts, we were able to send a factory-trained tech out to her place to fix the problem before she lost any of that food. And he wasn't some subcontractor either. Trained right here locally by the team of Dick Van Dyke. You know, one way to fight inflation? Yep. Keep from having to buy expensive stuff twice. Yes, you got that right. This is Dennis Regan, chairman of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. When you buy from us, you get the whole store, which means you have the comfort of knowing that if anything goes wrong, we'll make it right. Wow! When you buy from us, you get the whole store. For 23 years, the Community Foundation of Macon County has worked to connect the philanthropic goals of donors with the needs of our community. This is Steve Groney, Community Foundation Board Trustee. Our foundation has grown to over 380 funds that have been established by individuals, families, businesses, agencies, and organizations to benefit a variety of community causes. We're proud to share that in 2022, 
Foundation donors made over $5 million in grants to support social services, arts, recreation, conservation, health, and education. Because of donor generosity, we are creating a better future for our community that allows all to live, learn, work, and thrive. If you are interested in learning how you can work with the Community Foundation to establish a fund to support the causes you care about, call today at 429-3000 or visit our website at MaconCountyGives.org. Earthmover Credit Union presents the United Way Open at Caddyshack Golf Club. Tee it up anytime from now to Wednesday, February 22nd. Play the golf simulator at Caddyshack, add a $10 donation to the United Way, and your nine-hole score could qualify you for the finals and a chance at the $1,500 prize purse. Get all the details at uwdecatur.org or the United Way Facebook page. Earthmover Credit Union presents the United Way Open, courtesy of the 4-9 in Mount Zion, the country financial agency of Ludwig & Young, the law office of Andrew S. Erickson, Blake of Palooza, LLC, and Newhoff Media. Research shows listeners prefer a personalized experience. So to help you remember, Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance. We personalize this ad for Amber, who really misses boy bands from the 90s. Hey, girl. I'm the cute one. Here to tell you how Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. I'm the heartthrob. The only thing I love more than you is saving. And I'm the other boy in the band everyone forgot about. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. This is The Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to The Morris Code. Um, if you have been missing or missed the first portion of the, the segment, we have been having a, an amazing conversation with school board candidate Bill Clevenger. And so thank you for joining us and uh, thank you for engaging and having the conversation. And also thank you for being engaged in the process and running. Like it was, it's something different when we ask of, I call them our meanagers, but our retired community to continue to support uh, our community in being active and showing up, and, and you have made a choice and a decision to do that, so we appreciate it. We have a couple of topics that we really want to get to that um, you and I had talked about, and there's a couple. One is academic achievement, the second is school discipline, and the third is to talk about the narrative of um, our, our school district and our school and the programs in our community. Everything that we see, not everything, but a large part of what's pushed out and what we consume um, does not lift up our students or our district or our teachers or our administrators. And so uh, we want to have some time and spend some time talking about just the the amazingness and and also the the path that the board kind of plays into making sure that those programming and different things are brought to our students to 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 shift their experience in education. So let's talk about academic achievement. We've all read the Wall Street Journal article, or most of us have. Um, and so we are curious about your perspective and your take and your expertise on how that translates into the work of a board member. Um, lots of conversation about that article in the business community. Mm. <clears throat> a lot of, a lot of conversation. Um, the one thing we have to understand is we have to, we have to own that it's a problem. Yeah. And then we begin to address the problem. And I, I think that if you work backward into that issue, the K through three, K through four issue is absolute, should be first and foremost on our mind of how we're going to address that. Um, and I think Dr. Clark right now is spending time with her team, mm-hmm. uh, working on methods to deal with that. I'm one who um, I think sometimes we need to get back to basics. Mm-hmm. Do we need to uh, work with, uh, <laughs> I hate to say flashcards, that might really date me, but do we need to be working with tried and true? There was uh, there was a tremendous reading program in District 61 a number of years ago. Uh, there's uh, just get back to is there extra time on task? Do we structure our day so that it gives the kids more time? Uh, my sister, my mother, my sister, my aunts, everybody were teachers mm-hmm. in our family. Yeah. And one of the things my sister said to me the other day, which really stuck with me, was she said, you know, Bill, grade, you learn you should learn to read and you should learn basic math. Mm-hmm. From fourth grade on, you use those basic skills to learn. Mm. So what does that, uh, anybody out there listening, 
yep. should be able to take that statement and say, we're not doing a very good job for our very, very young people if we're starting them off unable to meet those basic achievement skills that are going to take them into the next academic world in the next life, so to speak. So uh, from my perspective, we need to get focused on that. Uh, it, it shouldn't be – we should be looking at that with a microscope. That's not a telescope issue. That's a yeah. microscope issue. And we should be making some plans to me for this coming fall. How are we going to address that? How are we going to mm -hmm. step up that? Um, I sometimes think in education – and I was in education, by the way, for five years yeah. um, at, a, at a different level, and I, I understand that. Um, but I sometimes think that we are always looking for, uh, I hate to say the flavor of the month, yeah. mm. but we're always looking for this new elixir that's going to magically cure a problem for us because we've become so accustomed as, as a society that you take a pill and you're fixed. Mm -hmm. Well, taking a pill is not going to fix this. It's going to be hard work. It's going to be – it's a community effort too. Not – this is not just a Dr. Clark or a teacher or a building-level administrator. That isn't going to fix it either. It's going to be uh, cooperative after-school programs. It's going to be programs – I can think of a couple examples. One at, uh, per, at the Parsons School right now. Uh -huh. Where the church across the street, First Christian Church, does an after-school tutoring program. Mm -hmm. How do we take that kind of an approach district-wide? Yeah. Uh, so I think what we're going to have to do is look at partnerships, look at creative partnerships. And I don't, I couldn't sit here and give you a list of them. Sure. Right, right. But I spent 40 years doing things like in the parks. We had a great math program in the summer park program. We had a great reading program in the summer park program. Do we begin to look at those kinds of things again as part of the solution to this long-term long -term issue? But from an achievement perspective, we have to get our arms around this. We, it's past the time of just talking about it. Yeah. It's time to do. So one of the things you mentioned that we wanted to discuss was school discipline and truancy. Tell me more about that. Well, I, let's just take the safety piece. Sure. We took the first step. Recently, when we employed our safety and security yes. administrator mm -hmm. with Val Talley. Yep. And I think he's going to do really nice work for the district. Uh, just very knowledgeable, uh, skilled individual who I think has that rapport with people. Yeah. And let's face it, our customers, if, if that's what you want to call our students, we need to interact with them and we need a proactive, positive personality that can create those engagements. And I think he brings that to the table. But that is a small, yeah. small piece of the puzzle. But it's a big first step. Yeah. So I think if kids come to school, and I'm going to say kids and faculty both. Sure. If they come to school and they feel safe, secure, yeah. they can be more creative, they can engage learning. In a much better way. Yeah. So I, I think we have to create situations where there are mm. consequences. And the idea of no consequences in Bill's world <laughs> um, is, is not appropriate. And you mm -hmm. usually have a question. I do. Um, and I, I think my question is the same question that I ask of each of the candidates who has been on with us. What is what is the driver? What is what is the driver for you? in terms of um, being on the next board to make changes or to do something different uh, where we can see some successes in our school district? You know, I, for me, yeah. it really is I was home retired for about a year mm -hmm. and I kind of had my, uh, you know, I had my regular golf games. I have my honeydew list. I have all those kinds of things going on and uh, had the opportunity to become involved in the board for a short term. Mm -hmm. And my my feelings for Decatur are really strong. Yeah. And I, I think the one thing that I do bring to the table is no agenda. Mm. Uh, I, I think I bring experience. I think I bring stability. Um, and I think that, as, as I've told a couple groups over the past couple of months, 
you know, I, I'm the, the person in this race, so to speak, that you can Google me and you can figure out whether you like or don't like or what I did or what I didn't do uh, because I have a track record. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that uh, by and large, you're going to find that that track record is stability. Mm-hmm. It's performance. Um, it's a, I, I will tell you that the thing I'm most proud about in my career is the staff that I had the opportunity to work with at the Park District. They are phenomenal, and they've been around, they come, they stay, and that's why you have a nationally recognized Park District. And I'm hoping to be able to translate those skills into a place on the Decatur School Board that can help us move that organization in that same direction. Bill, thank you for joining us. If you all are just listening and you want to hear more, please check out uh, nowdecator.com. Thank you for joining the Morris Code. We are on every Wednesday at 5 p.m. on WSOY 1340 a.m., 103.3 FM, and streaming live on nowdecator.com. Be sure you vote. And don't forget that our mission this year is literacy, and we're supporting the Dolly Parton Imagination Library at the Community Foundation um, of Macon County. So 30 bucks, one student a year. We will see y'all next week. Have a good week. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.